is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham, producing. John, how are you? Doing good? Doing, doing well? fine. Justin, how about you? Oh, uh, we're living the dream here. We're, 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 uh, we're going to entertain you for an hour before we go to Indiana and Purdue. The rivalry game renewed down at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Coverage will start at 7 o'clock here on 1380 The Fan, but... Oh boy, who is going to win? Oh, I, I I say IU, but that sure as heck hasn't been the case for a while against the Boilers. Womp, so, womp, womp. Yeah, unfortunately. So we'll see if the uh, Hoosiers can end. I think it's a five-game losing streak. Um, it could be more, I don't know, to Purdue tonight. So you can hear all the action tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, tip just a couple minutes after 7. It'll be Indiana and Purdue. But before we get to the college basketball scene in an hour, we're going to talk high school basketball here. Bryce Vance with KPC Media Group will join us here in just a few seconds. Matt Hines, head coach of the Huntington North Vikings, will join us around 6.15. And then we'll switch to boys' hoops. Big game for New Haven coming up this weekend. New Haven, Leo could very well decide the Northeast 8. We'll talk to New Haven head coach Bruce Stevens at the bottom of the hour. We'll wrap it up with Northside Legends coach Gary Andrews, his team coming off a loss last night to Huntington North, but we're starting to see the resurgence of Northside basketball after a couple down years following the departure of Shabazz Kalik. Coach Andrews was brought in a couple rough years, but seems to have the talent and the drive now with a group that uh, really looks vastly uh, improved from the last couple years. So we'll talk to Coach Andrews about that and a game coming up tomorrow night against Northrop. But let's jump into it. As he does most weeks, it's Mr. Bryce Vance joining us right now on the phone line. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? You're doing great. Wow. Yeah. Not just good, but great, huh? I'm in a a good mood. Okay. We'll see if we can change that over the next 10 minutes. Let's give it a shot. But, uh, you know, it's it's tournament week. We have the ACAC tournament going on. We have the NECC tournament going on. And I know there were some surprises already. And I think the one that jumps out to me, and maybe it's not quite a surprise, and maybe you can enlighten me a little bit, is Wes Noble for the second time knocking off Cherubusco. And I think the first time we thought, okay, um, or Central Noble, excuse me, but knocking off Cherubusco, first time I thought, okay, let's let Cherubusco get into it a little bit. But last night, once again, uh, or earlier this week, with, with Connor Asijian dropping 44 on Cherubusco and knocking them off again. So uh, what do we think of that game? And, and I guess, you know, once can be, um, you know, something that uh, goes up again. You know, one time can be, you know, caught him off guard, but two times really showing that Central Noble is for real in the league. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they have a, a ton of scores, Conestesian being the better of all of them that they have. Uh, but last night at the game at Prairie Heights between those two, I was there covering it for KPC Media, and it was it was a game that Central Noble established early what they were going to do, and they were going to jam in the paint on defense and make 
Chair Busco shoot over them, um, with it, whether it be Jackson Paul taking threes, Luke McClure, who are uh, both guys very capable of hitting threes uh, on somewhat of a consistent level. Um, and then they hit, you know, the two freshmen, Aiden White and Drew Pleat, also capable outside shooters, and both of them um, are capable of having good games. Both of them put up dib- double digits last night, um, and but they were just really predicated on slowing down Landon Jordan, who has been having an incredible senior year averaging over a, a, a double-double. Um, but it, that was their game plan, and you saw it right from the get-go. They switched up defenses through, often throughout the game, but Central Noble offensively, it was how can we get the ball to Connor's season and just let him do his thing? He had 20 points in the first half and then had a little mini run by his, himself in the, the, third, uh, the fourth quarter to really put that game away last night, and that was their game plan. And, and I think it, it does really show going forward that Central Noble is going to be um, a force to be reckoned with on Friday night against Westview, who they lost to earlier this season. And if they get past them, I, I would be I would be hesitant to say that they could probably pull off what they did in last year's tournament championship game, which was make a lot of threes in that championship game. Leads me to my next question with the semifinal coming up tomorrow night. We've got some consolation games going on this evening in the NECC, but it'll be Westview and Central Noble on one side. It will be uh, Angola and West Noble on the other semifinal. Uh, One at Angola, one at Lakeland tomorrow evening. And you mentioned that first time around with Westview and Central Noble. It was a six-point final, I believe, a victory for um f- you know looking at that game you know for central noble over westview take us back to that first matchup and what went down oh, that was actually a westview win over central Excuse noble me. at westview yeah and for that that game it was it was a loss uh for central noble that they just didn't come out of the gates ready to play um coach head coach john Bodie called out his team a little bit afterwards he was very upset with them um, called them soft, and he didn't name any players. He just said overall the team was just playing soft, and they've really stepped up with their toughness here in these last um, handful of games. I think it's they're on a six- or seven-game winning streak right now, and they have been playing tough physical basketball. And you saw it last night against Cherubusco. They weren't backing down from any challenge um, that they, they, they threw at them. Um, through any mental adversity, they weren't backing down. And, I, and in that game against Westview earlier in the season, that was one of Central Noble's worst starts to a game they've had in a long time. Then they had a chance to tie the game, but they just missed a layup at the very end that would have sent the game into overtime. So I expect Friday night's game to be back and forth like it was the first time. Um, but I, I think Central Noble is playing just a little bit better than what Westview has showcased here in the last week or so. I don't want to overlook the other semifinal. I think a lot of people yeah. consider that Westview and Central Noble game to potentially be for the title. But let's look at Angola, a team mm-hmm. that lost to Westview and lost to Central Noble. But that Westview game in particular, I felt, was pretty competitive just after the new year. And with Brandon Appleton in there, first-year coach, and bringing his aggressive style over to the boys' side of things in Angola, um, I feel like Angola-West Noble tomorrow could be an entertaining matchup oh for sure i i think it, it's it's going to be an, an entertaining matchup because i think both teams have good scores um and i think they have some younger talent um and that are that are really on the rise 
I think uh, both coaches, Ethan Marsh for West Noble and Brandon Appleton, are, are smart guys and are very emotional coaches, and I think that they are going to try to get their guys to handle the moment that they're in because I don't think anybody expected Angola to be here. Uh, they faced off against Eastside in the first matchup, and Eastside was, was better heading into this matchup, and then and they pulled off the upset. They beat Fremont last night, who was a little bit shorthanded with some COVID issues. Uh, but I don't know if a whole lot of people expected Angola to be here, but they're playing really well right now. Um, they gave Westview game, had opportunities to win that game. Um, and, and when I talked to Brandon Appleton after they blew out Garrett earlier this season, he's like, guys are, it's going to take them a while to figure it out. Um, and some of these younger guys who haven't been in a, a system like this or, or guys who are in Ed Bentley's system is different from Appleton's system from a year ago. And it's going to take them some time to get going. And I think that they're in 10, halfway through the season essentially right now. They're starting to figure things out. And this is why you're starting to see some success with Angola right now. We have a championship to decide here this week. But when you look at the bigger picture in the NECC, based on what has happened this week and previous, do we, do we still believe Westview is that team to beat atop the conference in the regular season? Um, I, I think so. Um, I, I know they still have some, some tougher games left, but they've gotten their two biggest challenges out of the way with yeah. Noble and Cherubusco. Um, I, I think that, you know, a team, if, if Westview plays like it did against Angola, um, if they play like that against a West Noble team or an East side team, those, those two teams are very capable of pulling off the upset because, Westview has looked very sluggish. Now, they've played Hamilton back-to-back games, and um, Hamilton is very down right now, and and we could have a whole other discussion about Hamilton. But <laughs> Westview, two games prior, lost to East Noble in a game that they looked sluggish on offense. They weren't really in a rhythm. And if they have anything of a game like that against one of those two teams, uh, the rest of the, the, in the conference schedule, they could very well get upset. And then that would open the door for a two-way tie, a three-way tie, um, for how many teams that could have possibly just one loss in the conference. But I do think Westview has faced their two biggest challenges so far. They just have to finish the job the rest of the way. He is Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Bryce, let's look at the uh, girls' side of things in the NECC. And we entered this week thinking, okay, it's Garrett and everybody else. And we saw what Angola did last night to the railroaders, knocked them off. So the semifinals, as we see, Fairfield and Angola at Angola tomorrow night. Obviously, at Westview Lakeland tomorrow as well. Championship game will be played at Westview on Saturday evening. All of a sudden, we have a lot of questions to ask. Does now the the uh, championship go through Angola, or does one of these other teams have a shot? I, I think Angola. Um, I, I think it is poised to to come out on, on top at least tomorrow night. Once they they face possibly and more than likely Lakeland in, in a championship game, that game came down to um, a, a just a, a couple of scores, uh, not not really a, a week ago, essentially. And I think that's where the, the top of the NECC on the girls' side is, is so close than maybe what we thought going into this tournament where, like you said, we thought Garrett was at the top. There's a little bit of a gap, and then there's about four teams that are, that are all kind of the same and, and can beat each other on, on any given night. And I think Angola probably sits at the top of those teams right now 
um, and have really closed the gap, I think, to Garrett. And I think it's it's kind of what we talked about with the Angola boys, you know, that in, in a new system under Coach Nick Burlingame. And Lauren, Lauren Leach has stepped up here recently. Riley Peppel, a freshman, has stepped up. And they're hitting big shots when they need them. Um, and, 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 of course, you have Hannah Knoll, who's one of the best players, uh, maybe still trying to prove herself and prove everybody else that she is the best player in, in the NECC because she's been on a rampage, and I think that they're just playing well together, and they were really struggling to knock down shots earlier in the season, but now they're knocking down shots when it counts late in games and beating teams like Lakeland, West Noble, and Garrett. And, and that believes, puts some belief in me that they can do it again against Fairfield and then maybe do it again in the championship to win back-to-back NECC tournament titles. Bryce, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the Northeast State on the boys' side. And, you know, all of us have Leo atop that conference, and for good reason, at 9-0. and But we finally started conference play last weekend in this con- in this league. And I think based on how teams are playing, we can maybe make a case for some other squads at least to challenge uh, Leo. Uh, I think East Noble beating Westview was a, a big game. Now, they lost to Huntington North, but the Vikings yeah. are 5-1. and one. Now, when they're able to get on the floor, they've had COVID issues and corner issues but most recently knocked off Northside on the road last night which was a good win and New Haven's playing better basketball and beating Snyder last week of course two of their three losses to Blackhawk Christian and Homestead so yeah when we look at the landscape of the NE8 on the boys side could we have more intrigue than maybe we initially thought at the beginning of the year based on how some of these teams are playing I think so I think you you still have that potential of, of somebody creeping up and, and knocking off Leo. Uh, Leo only beat Norwell uh, by, by 10 points uh, earlier this week. And I, I'm, I'm thinking that what we thought, you know, just maybe even last week or, or two weeks prior, that Leo was just so far ahead of, of everybody because of, of the talent that they have with DJ Allen, Blake Davidson, Zach Troyer. I mean, the list goes on and on in their depth. Um, but but what I think what we're starting to see is where you're starting to have teams get better over the course of, of the season, like like you said with with New Haven, Huntington North when they're on the court and available, and East Noble um, has come on here uh, recently. That I, that I think that teams that are starting to play each other in the conference are, are starting to figure out what they need to do and just how how they can, are able to close the gap with Leo and and make it a, a tight game because. I don't, I don't think Leo's unbeatable, but I still still think that they're at the top of the conference. But I, I think that gap has closed just a little bit um, than when we were talking about a week ago. All right, buddy. Will you be at Westview on Saturday evening? I will be. All right. I'll see you there. Should be a time, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thanks, Justin. That was Bryce Fans KPC Media Group joining us to kick off the show, talking some Northeast Corner Conference and also that Northeast State on the boys' side in particular that's looking a little bit more intriguing. Leo, of course, 9-0, and the clear favorite in the NEA, but you have to like how Huntington North is playing, despite the fact that they've only played six games due to quarantine. New Haven, um, you know, their three losses to Blackhawk Christian, to Homestead, and to Rebuff, so... 
those aren't slouches by any means, most recently having knocked off Snyder. And then West Noble, I think, that's a team to keep an eye on. So still plenty to be decided in the Northeast State and some challenging games coming up, particularly this weekend as you look at New Haven traveling to Leo tomorrow night in what a game that will be very telling. And we'll talk to Coach Bruce Stevens of the Bulldogs about that a little later. We're going to take a break. We come back. Coach Matt Hines, Huntington North Girls Basketball. Join us. We'll talk some NEA girls action here on the High School Coaches Show when we return on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Sunday, it's the divisional round as we bring you a doubleheader of NFL playoff action. Hi, this is Scott Graham of Westwood One. First, the Cleveland Browns take on Patrick Mahomes and the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Then, it's a battle of two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when Tom Brady and the Bucks meet Drew Brees and the Saints. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Did you know booking your roofing project with Alliance Exteriors in winter will save you thousands and guarantees that your home will be at the front of the line come springtime? Call Alliance Exteriors today 908-5465 check out their facebook or visit their website at allianceexteriorsin.com to schedule your free no pressure estimate all estimates come with an exclusive 10 point inspection a 129 dollars value for free book now to save thousands off the last roof you will ever put on your home don't forget to ask about their first responder discount start the process with alliance exteriors your partners for life Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We're here till 7 o'clock. Give way to the rivalry game, Purdue versus Indiana, top of the hour. You can hear all the action here on 1380 The Fan all evening long. Tomorrow night, it'll be Caleb Hatch behind the mic from Wayne High School as it'll be Bishop Dwanger Saints, Wayne Generals, boys basketball. Tip 730, 745-ish. Kind of depends on when that girls game beforehand gets uh, finished up. And Kayla will bring you all the SAC action you can handle as the Saints travel to the Generals in a league tilt to get the weekend started in style and plenty of basketball coming up on Saturday. Notre Dame, Boston College at 3.30, PFW at UW-Milwaukee at 6.45, and then it'll be the Pacers and the Suns, which I believe uh, was postponed because of covid John. So uh, the Pacers lose a game this week and this weekend, and the uh, Hoosiers lose one. They were supposed to play Michigan State on Sunday, also off due to COVID up in East Lansing. So COVID still affecting things. COVID's also affected girls basketball and boys basketball here in the state of Indiana, and a team that uh, that has done a lot of good work when they've been able to get in games. Huntington North Vikings sitting at eleven and five. Matt Hines is the head coach of the Vikings in his second year. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, Coach. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're more impressed uh, with losses sometimes, even though it's it's kind of uh, it's unfortunate to get losses. But sometimes you learn more about a team. And I think me personally, seeing you take on Norwell last Saturday and hang with the Knights was as impressive as I've seen this group. And I know you want to win, but uh, what do you take out of that one? Because I saw a lot of good things. Well, we, we certainly played well. I don't want to take anything away from Norwell. Um, I, I, I felt like, you know, they're they're definitely one of the top teams on our schedule. Um, you know, it, it's nobody's surprise that they were, uh, you know, the NE8 favorite going into the season. Um, and, you know, it's one thing to hear that, and it's another thing for your kids just to accept it and go with it. Or you can you can fight fearlessly and say, "Hey, listen, we we know that that they're really good. We respect them for sure, uh, but we're going to go out there and and, and we're going to see if we can do something to change that." And I thought our kids did that. You know, there was just a few possessions here and there. Obviously, in a in a three point game, every possession is magnified. You know, yeah. And so uh, you can go back and say, "Well, we could have done this or that." And it, but really, it came down to the end, the last possession or two on both ends of the floor. We could have just done some things a little bit better. But in saying that, Justin, our kids did a really nice job the entire night. Coach Hines, Huntington North Vikings, joining us here in the High School Coaches Show. And, you know, a, a benefit for you is bringing a lot of, of talent back. You're mixing in a little bit of youth, a little bit of own, but girls like Taylor and Reese and, 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 and uh, am I forgetting one? Leah Campbell, too. I mean, all girls that made all conference a year ago, that has to help a lot. Yeah, it does. I mean, we are, we are an experienced team. We, we couldn't say that a year ago. Um, but at this point we are, and, and, you know, Justin, you know, a lot like life adversity sometimes strikes. And I, and I know we may talk about this at some point on the show, but, um, we faced a lot of adversity early on, uh, knock on wood. I'm hopeful we don't have to <laughs> here in the next couple of weeks, but, 
uh, it really made us better. We had to play with so many different starting lineups. Uh, we we were without uh, our leading scorer, our second leading scorer at one point, without both. Um, you know, we we had to um, basically mature some kids pretty quickly. Uh, and I think, you know, they stepped in and did a nice job. I think of a girl like Kiana Jennings, who was probably going to play a little JV, a little varsity, and she didn't get that opportunity. She hasn't played a sniff of JV, uh, and at times has started, and she's done such a nice job for us. Yeah, that was kind of leading my next question with the amount of girls you've had to rotate in there and get some big minutes from it. And, you know, those, those bumps and bruises you kind of take in November – in early December pay off at this time of the year in January. So are you seeing maybe you guys are in a better position than you otherwise would have been with your depth because of what you went through? Certainly, because it forces you to do things that maybe even as a coach, you may not want to pull the strings to do early on. You know, um, it, it just, it's a, it's a no, um, no brainer at times, you know, when you got certain kids out, it's like, well, okay. Um, you know, if your rotation is, you know, whether it's six or seven or eight or nine, uh, and you got three missing, you know, and then you got to pull up a couple of uh, kids that that are playing JV, and and you know, we did that, you know, and, and I feel like we're all better because of it. And right now, uh, our practices have been very competitive, um, but you know, we probably, I think we've had um, out of our the eleven girls we've had, eight of them have started. So. Wow. Uh, on varsity so that's been um it's been a nice thing at the time it doesn't seem nice but <laughs> you know we kept telling them this is going to make us stronger and to their credit they have bought into that and they have allowed it uh to take them to a place that w- maybe we wouldn't have gone uh, had we not had that adversity coach it seems like uh, now as compared to 10 15 years ago we're seeing so many much better uh basketball on the girls side and not just collectively but also individually so many young players are able to come in as freshmen and hit the ground running and we saw taylor double being able to do that what has she done to really improve upon last year well you know she she played a lot of basketball as much as you could this summer she loves the game you know it's she is all she is a gamer she is a uh, she's a hooper. She's a gym rat. Uh, she's everything that you can think of when it comes to the game of basketball. She lives it and breathes it. Um, if she's not playing it, she's watching it. And so, um, but the thing about Taylor is she doesn't just come in and want to play. She works on her game. You know, she's in the gym shooting. She's that shoots on her own. Uh, she's working on her ball handling. Um, you know, she played AU this summer as much as, as they were able to play. Um, and, and the thing is, she's extremely unselfish. You know, last night in a game at Wayne, she's three assists away from a triple-double. Um, you know, she's 13, 10, and 7. And, you know, if you watch the game, you'd say, man, it was kind of quiet. You know, like her stats are quiet sometimes. Yeah. But um, she, her size presents her with the ability to um, post up a little bit. She's looked to do that some. Um, we're totally not there yet with with always seeing her when she decides to do that. Um, but she has the option to do that. She is certainly a player that um, you know has improved in the rebounding area, um, and she's always been had a keen eye for uh, being able to make a play for somebody and, and be able to drive and kick to somebody for three. 
you know, last year she led us in almost every category. Um, and this year she's like doing the same and even, um, you know, I don't want to use this word in a way that's, that's going to upset any other players because they're all doing a great job. But she, in, a, in the stats category, she is separating herself even farther than she did last year. But it's when, when your player, when your best player is rebounding, playing defense, uh, getting assists, scoring, it's hard to argue. Coach, some uh, you know we've had schedules moved around and stuff because of COVID and everything. And usually the back-to-backs over the weekend, you know, you play the conference game on Friday, play a non-conference on Saturday, or by vice versa. Last week was uh, was different for you. You had two back-to-back conference games. You had East Noble Friday, Norwell Saturday, two big games in the league. How did you approach it? Because usually you say, okay, we're going to focus on the conference game. We'll just come out and play the non-conference. But you had back to back games with the harder one i'd say on the back end yeah yeah we did and i think that's one of the things that i was really um pleased with our kids um you know we we've talked about it we don't do moral victories but we do want to take away the good things and and um you know see where we can improve we, you know we we did a good job of i thought east noble played really well against us you know um and you know, we came out of that, you know, on Saturday morning, our kids said, Coach, we just, um, you know, some of that was them. They played really well. So I don't want to take anything away from them. I thought uh, their coach did a nice job of having them prepared. They went small on us. It made it hard to defend. Uh, but um, our kids just said, Coach, man, we just don't feel like we were clicking last night. And to turn around and come out against Norwell and have that confidence to um, decide to attack and play fearlessly. And I thought our kids just did a great job of that. And you know, we haven't prepared. We we watch film ahead of time. We don't share anything with them before the next game. You know, the next game is always the biggest game, no matter who you play. And that's our mentality. But as a coaching staff, we have the scouting report ready so that when we get done Friday, Saturday morning, it's on to the next game and it's it's in front of them. And we watch a little film and do the best we can to get prepared. Coach, you're right back at it. Coming up this weekend on Saturday, you get Columbia City and uh, a team that uh, really took it to uh, Belmont most recently last week. So uh, when you hit the... Man, um, <laughs> it is going to be, uh, you know, a, a tough game. They they do a good job. Um, you know, they, they have brought up some young kids mixed with some a couple experienced kids and and uh, Coach Shear has just done a nice job with them. And, and to see, you know, I watched the game today and how they played uh, um, Belmont, and they just did a really nice job on both ends of the floor uh, and separated the game. I think they were up 30 at one point in the third. So, you know, we've got to be ready. You know, I think the last 10 years, it seems like every other year, one of us beats the other team. Uh, and so... Um, Coach Shears certainly built a nice program. They're always, you know, one of the uh, teams that are competing for the NEA. And, you know, we just want to go prove that we are where we are for a reason. You know, we want to go show that. And, and, you know, we got to prove to ourselves. And we do that by competing. You know, had a great practice today, but you can't have one good practice or one good game or one good win 
Um, even playing a team like Norwell, you can't hang your hat on that. You got to build on that. And that's where we want to be. Um, we talk about this a lot, Justin. And I feel like we, we try not to compare our team to last year because every year is a new year. But uh, we do have a lot of returners back. And we felt like we peaked uh, just a little over midseason last year for whatever reason. And then, and then we had some struggles down the stretch. We feel like we are peaking at the right time. Uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that's true. You know, every coach wants that. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see. But we just got to try to build off each game. Yeah, girls basketball in the state of Indiana, you want to be playing your best basketball heading into February. That's every team's goal for sure. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on the 11-5 and season thus far. We'll see where it goes from here, my man. We'll catch up to you. Hey, thanks, Justin. Absolutely. That was Coach Matt Hines, Huntington North Girls Basketball. Join us talking some Vikings hoops, a team that uh, really gave Norwell a run for its money in an eye-opening game last Saturday. And so uh, Huntington North coming along in the second year under Coach Matt Hines and has one of the best sophomores around, Taylor Double, who was at a first-team All-NE8 player last year as a freshman. As I said, seeing that more and more and more in the area over the last, you know, half dozen years compared to the you know 10 years before that so many more girls are hitting the ground running ending entering high school being able to play at a high level as a freshman uh, on the varsity floor so we're going to take a break and we'll transition to the boys side of things in the nea coach bruce stevens new haven bulldogs will join us his team has a big one coming up tomorrow evening and taking on the leo lions undefeated leo lions on the road we'll talk to coach stevens about that and more when we come back This is the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Listen for Fort Wayne Sports Talk from the guys who know it best. Coming this Tuesday, Kent Horman and Brett Rump. Back-to-back weekdays. They've been covering the Summit City and all the great athletes and teams that have come and gone like no one else. And now you get their insights daily. Listen weekdays at 2 for SportsWise. And stick around at 4 for the Sports Rush. Brent Rump and now Kent Horman. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Fort Wayne Sports Station. New year, new you? More like new you, new knife. Or maybe make the knife you love look like new. Either way, Blademan's Knife Shop at the shops of Scott Road have you covered. Mark can sharpen and shine your favorite knife, making it like new for the new year. Or he can help find the new knife that is right for you and your unique lifestyle. Blademan's Knife Shop is an authorized dealer for Spyderco, Hogue, Medford, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, among many others. Don't forget about the custom knife from all around the world. And gear? Oh, Blademan's has the gear. We're talking Olight flashlights, 511 and True Spec backpacks. And if you're a proud patriot, check out Nine Line Apparel. So unique and freedom friendly. As always, sharpening services on site and 10% discount available for law enforcement and active duty military members. Forget the dot coms and the big box boys for the new year. Shop Northeast Indiana's premier knife shop. What are you waiting for? See you at Blademan's. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Jelly Jelly adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council 
here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. Justin Kenny, John Graham here till 7 o'clock. We'll give way to coverage of the Purdue Boilermakers, Indiana Hoosiers, live from the Simon Scott Assembly Hall down in Bloomington. The first matchup of the year for the, between the rivals. We'll see if Indiana can end a losing streak to the Boilers. Archie Miller yet to beat the Purdue Boilermakers. We'll see if that changes tonight or if Matt Painter continues to own the cream in crimson. But that's in a half hour. We're still talking high school basketball. I've got an interview. And uh, we're going to talk to Coach Bruce Stevens, of the coach of the New Haven Bulldogs, who's with us right now. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Coach, and uh, congratulations. It was a fruitful week for you last week. Uh, a row, or excuse me, a couple home wins, a non-conference over Snyder, and then a uh, a league win over DeKalb. So, right. a good week for you to get back on track with two wins. Oh, definitely. You know, um, anytime you win is good, but um, to, to to beat both of those teams, um, very two very good teams, um, you know, and two different type of wins for us um, was was. It helped our confidence, and hopefully it um, carries us over for um, this weekend, um, tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, Coach, how do you approach that? You know, sometimes you get them back-to-back, but you had a couple of days at least in between in games. But, you know, Snyder, obviously, probably, you know, more up-tempo, and the DeKalb really more mm-hmm. deliberate. So how do you approach each game and kind of coach your kids uh, with two different contrasting styles? Well, I mean, we, we stress that because, I mean, those are the things that you're going to see when you get in sectional play, you know. The style of play changes a little bit. Um, so it's good to um, see both styles, you know, based on who you're going to play. And then our kids understand that, you know, there's sometimes, um, you know, that's the reason we watch film and, and, and prepare for teams because um, to know what they're going to do. And then sometimes you have to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to run up and down the court every time. So you got to be able to adjust, set up an offense, and, and, and do the things that you need to do. And so the gap, um, they hit some really tough shots against us. I, I thought they played very well. But I like the way that our kids, even though you know some of the kids had off nights, but we kept fighting back and we was able to, to to get the win. You know, coach, something we always talk about, you know, on on my side is how teams can slow teams down that are up tempo or vice versa. But how much, as a coach, do you want to try and dictate the tempo where it where you want to run or you want to slow it down? How how much do you focus on that, and and how easy is it to dictate a tempo? Well, we focus on that. I mean. That's what I think every coach wants to dictate, the tempo. Yeah. Um, if you can get teams to play at your pace and what you want to do, I mean, because that's usually your strength, you know. Um, so that's – we talk about that a lot. Um, but easier said than done, of course, um, because a lot of it is based on just how the game goes, you know. The, and the reason that you know basketball I always tell the players that basketball is a game of runs. The team that's able to um, um, kind of quiet the other team's runs is going to be successful. And so, you know, the, the game changes based on, you know, if a player gets in foul trouble or um, you're not able, you know, uh, we played a game maybe a couple of weeks ago with Buff where we started out, we went, a, went on a big run in the second quarter. We were up by 10 or 12 points, and then we got in foul trouble. And, and our, I don't think our starters were able to even play the game for together for, for more than eight minutes. And that changes everything for you. So you have to be able to adjust. And that's why you practice certain things. Yeah, you practice your pace and practice, but you also practice what can happen if you're not in your, um, in your pace and they slow you down. 
Coach Bruce Stevens, New Haven Bulldogs, joining us here on the Coach's Show. Coach, you started off the year with uh, two losses in three games, and uh, they were lopsided, but when they come up against Blackhawk Christian and Homestead, it's kind of understandable. But what did your group learn from those first couple games? Well, you know, um, first of all, you know, first thing I told them, I was like, hey, I know you have, ex- you know, we go, you go in the beginning of the season with these expectations, especially early on, early on the kids are excited, just ready to play basketball. But what I had to tell them was, you know, this is no different than last year. We started off the same way, you know, with those two teams. Um, the fact that you playing really two good teams, all right? Um, and with Homestead, Blackhawk Christian, we were just never in that game. They they just dominated us the whole game. You know, you, you ex- like I like to say sometimes that you know you, you accept your butt whooping, <laughs> learn from it, and you move on. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, with Homestead, we were there for the first half, um, and then the second half we didn't come out with some energy. So both of those things we had, you learn from them. If you don't learn from uh, from a butt whooping, then it was just a butt whooping. Sure. All right. <laughs> um, so. And we learned from those, like, like last year, going into the session, those facing Homestead, we didn't go in going, man, they beat us by um, 15 or 16 when we first played them. We went in going, okay, we understood what happened that game, and, we're, and, and now let's prepare ourselves and do what we think we need to do to win it. Coach, and we talked about this last year, just the physicality that your team could play with. And, you know, you look at this roster again, a lot of football players on the roster, but it's also mixed in with some finesse with Darion Brooks and, and some other guys. Uh, that mix, has it gelled as much as you wanted to? Can you play a physical style and also get out and run and, and kind of break teams down in the half court, too, like we saw you able to do last year? Right. Yeah, um, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you, it's a good point that you bring up. Also, early on with us, when you look at teams like um, Homestead and Blackhawk Christian, um, one of the reasons why they're so good is because these guys, I mean, I don't even remember if Blackhawk Christian even lost anybody from last year. You know, they, <laughs> they came back with that same team, and they were able to just really get right back in it. Sure. Um, Homestead, well, you got two D1 players, and you got some guys that are really good and some guys that played a lot last year. So with us, we had maybe two or three guys that played last year, but they were in different roles. So it's taken a while for us to gel, and, and we're getting there, and you know, we still got a long way to go. But um, back to your question, um, we definitely can play physical. Um, that's one thing we do. Like you said, you know, heck, our, the quarterback of our football team, and Latham played tight end, and then you had um, Dre that was, a, you know, all – NEA and Northeast Indiana linebacker, and we have some other guys that play football. So the physicalness we can actually play for us this year is just trying to find a way to get up and down the court. Um, last year we could get up and down the court because we had guards that could push the ball down court. This year we get up more up and down the court based on just um, outlet passes and, and running the floor. You know, um, it's not so much as pushing it with the dribble, but it's more as um, running to spots, running, running your secondary break and things of that nature. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned your, your quarterback also you know, playing on the basketball team in Jakar Williams, and he's really your predominant guy there in that backcourt in terms of running the offense and, and, and being the assist guy. How much does being the leader and the guy that has to make decisions on the basketball court translate to being a one guard at the high school level on the hardwood? Well, it, I mean, it's a lot. You know, um, I think you know when you're playing quarterback, you have to know everything that's going on. You know, the quarterback has to know what every position is doing, and I think that's what has helped Jakar at point guard. You know, I told him early on that he was going to have to play some point. Um, and, and he's a kind of a different point in the fact that he does handle the ball for us, but we also still send him down to the block. 
you know. Um, but what has helped him is it's just, I think it's helped his leadership. I mean, in practice, you can see where he's telling guys what they should have done and what they need to do, and I think that's where it's helped. You know, I even get on him sometimes where he make a bad pass. I say, man, that looks like one of your football passes. <laughs> and, you know, but it makes him think and goes, yeah, I should have done this and I should have done that. So, um, and early on, you know, what, what we had to get into the car is, is he was trying to be the point guard that we had last year with, with you know, with, with Jamar Hutchinson. He's a different type of point guard. He couldn't be Jamar, but he could still handle the ball and do some of the things that we needed to do. More almost similar to like a like a LeBron James. Not I'm not saying he's a LeBron James, but you know where you know, he's still gonna post and he can actually play point from the from the from the block also. So Coach Bruce Stevens, New Haven Bulldogs, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, and Coach, you got a big weekend coming up. The big one, of course, tomorrow at Leo. A lot of conference implications there. And then on the back end, you get Carroll, who's, uh, yeah. who's looking really good at seven and one. So right. let's start. Let's talk about the important one. And, and tomorrow night, the league game is the most important one. What have you seen? What kind of game can we expect at Leo tomorrow night? Well, we're going to try to do what we usually do, you know, um, get you know, get the ball inside, play off of Thomas Latham, um, cut and move. I think, you know, where we've been playing a lot better is that we're just we've been cutting off of and moving a lot, and we're going to try to do that and, and push the ball as much as possible when we can. Um, our biggest thing is is how we rebound the ball against Leo. You know, the two big guys inside they 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 crash the boards hard, and um, and then. Stopping their penetration, I think um, um, Davidson is one of the best guards in the in the in the area. Um, so being able to um, slow him down a little bit, um, not uh, not break us down, but stay in front of him, uh, make them have to um, uh, is going to be the key for us. Coach, before I let you go, I wanted to point out 95 career wins for you. Only 405 behind Al Gooden now, so you're closing the gap with Al. But, uh, you know, he... So what you're saying is I still got a chance. <laughs> you absolutely do. As long as you're active, <laughs> still got a shot. So, uh, well, but... hey, like, I told, like I told Gooden yesterday, I, I, I think I'm part of at least 300 of those wins. Well, they give me 395 <laughs> then, all right? <laughs> well, yeah, that was kind of going to lead to my question. You know, of course, uh, Al gets his 500th career win earlier this week at Decatur Central, who becomes the first black head coach in Indiana high school basketball history to reach 500 victories. You were a longtime assistant under him over the years. Uh, some of the memories you have of Al, and we all agree, great guy. We miss him up here, but just what an accomplishment for Mr. Gooden. Oh, it's a tremendous accomplishment. I'm so proud of um, what Al has done, um, um, the leader that he is, not just for those that have been around him, but, you know, from everyone that's had an opportunity to, to see him coach. And it, and it's more than just coaching with Al. You know, the, the great thing, um, I actually, um, myself and um, my assistant, B.J. McKinney, who also played um, under Al, you know, we, and then and, and Coach Foster, we traveled there yesterday because they already did before the game. And to see some of the former players that also showed up is just, it kind of tells you what, what Al means. Um, um, not just to, um, say, Lawrence Central or even the Harding, but I, I, I believe what he means to this whole community. I, there's so many people that have the utmost respect for um, Coach Gooden, and that's the way he carries himself. Um, and, and he doesn't waver. You know, he's a disciplinarian, and um, but he has so much love. You know, one of the first things that when I first started coaching that he always told me is, you got to do things your way because when it's all said and done, you don't want to look back and go, man, I should have done this. You know, uh, and I, and I, and I carry that with me at all times. But, you know, yesterday we had, 
man, guys that came from the past that just came to, to see Coach Good just to, just to thank him and congratulate him. It, it was, you know, Trey Essex was at the game, um, B.J. Beecham, um, Jordan Hogue, um, um, Clarence Stubb that was on the, the, the semi-state team, and then David Tubb that was on the championship team. All the guys that, if you just call them, they go, I'll be there, Coach. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's what it is. That's, and, then, and then the ones that weren't there, that's sending shout-outs and, and texting and saying, man, I hate it, I missed that. So that's, that's the important thing. And everybody has a story. And, you know, we had a lot of fun yesterday, um, spending some time with Al after the game in his office and, and just talking about bad stuff and hearing guys and telling him, you got to soft coach. You got, he would have never let us do that. You know? <laughs> That's good stuff. Coach, thanks a lot for taking the time talking with us. Congratulations on uh, on a good start and, and a big weekend for you. Good luck tomorrow night, especially at Leo. All right, thank you. I appreciate everything that you guys do in, um, and in, in thinking about New Haven. Thank you very much. No doubt. Thanks, Coach. All right, yep. have a good you too. That was Coach Bruce Stevens, New Haven Bulldogs, joining us here. We're going to take our final break of the evening. Northside Legends coach Gary Andrews will join us to wrap up the show. When we come back, it's the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Michael Franke, team president of the Fort Wayne Comets. How did you come to the conclusion that you could have a season? I can tell you that had the vaccine not rolled out, we, we probably would have we would have definitely said no. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Listen every weekday at 4. He'll cover your kids, your coaches, your sports for Fort Wayne, Northern Indiana, Indy, and more. Every weekday at 4. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Warby Parker. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at warbyparker.com slash terms. Have you ever wondered why eyeglasses cost so much? Glasses have been around 700 years. Isn't technology supposed to get less expensive over time? Well, there's a simple explanation. For decades, the eyewear industry has been dominated by a single company that's kept prices artificially high while reaping huge profits. Yikes. Warby Parker was created to change that. They design and produce their own eyewear and then sell it directly to you for a fraction of the price. Warby Parker's high-quality glasses start at just $95, including your prescription. And if you need an updated prescription, they've got a few easy ways to help you get one. Text DESIGN to 64000 to try five pairs of frames for free. They'll ship them to you to try out for five days. If you find a style you like, they'll send you a fresh pair with your prescription. Easy. Text DESIGN to 64000 to pick your five frames to try in at home for free. Text DESIGN to 64000 to get started for free. That's D-E-S-I-G-N to 64000. Here is Greg Thomas with your latest Mortgage Minute, where you can gain an edge on your next mortgage. Hey, we're seeing a lot of angst out there in the market right now. There's a lot of transactions. People are taking advantage of refinances and these really low rates that are out there. But I am noticing there's a lot of anxiety, and I'm talking to my clients often, trying to set expectations of when things are final and when things are not quite into focus yet. Things like your homeowner's insurance, appraisal invoice, title work invoice, all these different third parties that we rely on to get your loan completed will come in throughout the transaction, but we don't have them readily available in the beginning, so we use a guesstimate. As a consumer, you need to know this. You're more protected now than you ever have been. Come see us today. Our local operations team will be sure to have your contact, back. Greg, anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at ccmindiana.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. All loans subject to underwriting approval. Certain restrictions apply. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Greg Thomas, NMLS 138839, now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing here till 7 o'clock. We will give way to the rivalry. Boilermakers, Hoosiers, 7 o'clock tip-off as we uh, see if the Hoosiers can end a losing streak to the Boilers coming up at 7 o'clock. Before we head out, we want to squeeze in one more interview, and it's Coach Gary Andrews of the Northside Legends joining us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not bad, Coach. And, uh, you know, last night you dropped one at home to Huntington North uh, and uh, a really back-and-forth game. Huntington North was able to pull away at the end, but uh, a minor setback for you guys. But but by and large, you know, a very young group, have some seniors with some experience that can really lead by example. So uh, we're seeing Northside kind of turn the corner this year. And, and what, from your perspective, has been the difference? I think we have more talent and more experience. You know, our seniors have been there for three years. They're very experienced. They've done a good job being leaders. You know, then our young kids have a lot of talent. You know, you know the seniors are trying to teach them how to behave and things like that. But we haven't turned the corner yet, but we're getting close. We're Give us two or three weeks from now, I think we could be a pretty good basketball team. And coach, you look at it, and it's very much a youth movement, at least f- uh, on the scoreboard. With uh, with Tay Tay Johnson, your leading scorer, of course, he was a standout on the gridiron, but a guy that's that's a basketball first guy. Uh, his brother Brayshawn Bassett's up there as a sophomore. Uh, uh, Jordan Green, another sophomore, has been good for you. You got a couple juniors that are up there in scoring, and Woods and Collins. So this group, while uh, it's gelling this year, still has a lot of basketball in front of it. Oh yeah, next year. I'm really excited. We got, you know, some good other good sophomores besides the kid you talked about, you know, Jerry Powell, Jr. Um, we got Jordan King, who's a big 6'5", about 250 freshman. And he gets better and better every day. And he's, he's going to end up being a really good one for us. He played on the line for the football team. But he's, he's going to be a really good player. He has a really nice touch. And, you know, you can't move him. He's just a big, strong guy. And a guy that you had last year that was big for you will be back in uniform tomorrow. Tell us about that. Isaiah Moore, he was he's from Alabama. His mom moved to Fort Wayne last year. So he moved back last year or moved here to Fort Wayne last year, played for us, averaged about fifteen a game. Great kid, very athletic. Yes or no sir, which you know, kinda of good for us to have a kid that's got his head on right. You know, he can kinda of be a leader by example and you know, he went back home, he's a little homesick and with the pandemic, he went back home back to Alabama. But he just you know, he kind of missed Northside, and he came back, and he missed his mom and his siblings, so he moved back, and he's going to play tomorrow night, so we're really excited about that. Coach, when you took this job, you know, Shabazz Kalik had done a tremendous job with this program, and, 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 and he kind of left the cupboard bare, you know, almost literally. And did you feel like it was going to be a process like we've seen to to climb back to where Northside usually is, as this is expected as when you came in, or did you feel it was going to not take this long? I really, when I took the job, you know, I was in New York, I really didn't understand some of the things they had gone through and some of the, I don't know what the best word is, but, you know, they had maybe some issues with some players and they didn't get along and they didn't have enough shots. And I didn't know the cover was bare. And I'll be honest with you, if I knew the cover was as bare as it was, there's no way I would have taken the job. <laughs> but once I got here, I was like, you know what? I'm getting older in life. I'd always kind of wanted to coach boys basketball. I'm going to look at it as the biggest challenge I've ever had in my life. And I'm just going to go, you know what? So you have people out there proving, hey, you can't do it, you can't coach guys. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. So 
you know, I've started to see, like, last year we only won one game, but we were in games. We were a lot better than what we were. My first year, I didn't get hired late in the summer. Didn't have any time to work with them. We really had no ball handlers. We averaged 33 turnovers a game. I mean, I was kind of like, wow, there's no fundamentals here. So we really had to work on the fundamentals, dribbling, passing, shooting. Like last night, we had five turnovers. I mean, that's pretty good, even as young as we are. But, you know, we've made a lot of improvements skill-wise. Trying to keep our composure and things like that is kind of the biggest job I have found here. You know, we got kids, kids just play hard all the time. Don't worry. You get a bad call or you make a mistake, you just got to play. And we do it. But, you know, like I said, I just looked at it. Hey, it's a big challenge. I think we and, you know, and I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I saw toward the end of last year, we played a lot of really good teams tough. You know, we, we played Busco tough. You know, in the north, we led them the whole game in the sectional, and they had beat us by 50 during the year, you know, and we we just couldn't score the last three minutes, so we might have pulled off a big upset. And then, you know, they they took Snyder to the wire in the sectional championship. So I was like, hey, you know, and we knew we had Tay-Tay coming in, and, you know, we're not where we need to be yet, but I think we're going to get there. Coach, you've been you've coached in this city. You coach girls basketball, Bishop Lures. You put you coach to the high, at the college level here, and it's a tough city at the high school level to win in because if you have a down year or two years, it is very difficult to get talent to come in. You know, open enrollment, it's open season, right? And everybody trends towards those winning programs, so it is extremely difficult to climb out of that hole. Have you experienced that over the last couple of years? Well, I think we were lucky to get Brayshawn Bassett, Jordan Green last year. We, you know, we won two or three games. I think we won three games my first year. And I was like, we were lucky to get them. And they played a lot of minutes last year. And they're two of the better sophomores, not only in the city, but in the area. And, you know, they had to come in as freshmen. And they, they struggled some. And they also really, really improved. And that's helped them a lot for this year. You know, then we get Tay-Tay. You know, we get Jordan King. We've had two good classes. But it is hard, like you said. And one really hard thing about Fort Wayne Community Schools is you can't go work the feeder system because you can spend all your time working with these kids down in the feeder schools, and they might be going to Snyder. They might be going to Northern. They might go to Wayne. They might go to South. You just never know. And that's, I think that's the big advantage of the Homestead, the Carrolls, the Huntington North have. They know their kids are going to come there for the most part. They can start working with the kids when they're younger here. And when I was at Bishop Lures, we had a great feeder system because you knew 98% of the kids that you worked with were going to come to Lures. Here, you, you just never know. You, you know, We kind of go out to Northwood and Lakeside. Those are our two feeder schools. But, you know, Northwood, some of them go to Northrop because it's, it's half and half. So it's really hard to work the, you know, the feeder schools here. Coach, before we let you go, you, you get to uh, try to get back on the winning track tomorrow at home against Northrop. What are going to be the keys to, to a victory? we got to stop Kamani Smith. He's a great player, very athletic, can shoot the three, can drive. You know, Northrop's playing really good defense. They held Snyder to 57 points last week. So we got to attack, get to the rim, play good defense. I mean, that's probably our biggest thing. we got to get a lot better defensively. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on uh, on getting some wins this year, sitting at 4-6, and six, heading to tomorrow night, and uh, we'll catch up to you. All right, buddy? Okay, thanks, Justin.
That was Coach Gary Andrews of the Northside Legends. Joining us, head coach of the Legends. Of course, won state titles at uh, Bishop Lures on the girls' side. Uh, also was very successful as the women's basketball coach at St. Francis. Headed to New York, came back, wanted to give boys basketball a try. And he, as he said in that interview, uh, it was going to be the greatest challenge of his career. And he tackled it to turn Northside around. Definitely in the right direction. Top five scores for Northside right now, all underclassmen. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Coach Gary Andrews, Coach Bruce Stevens. Coach Matt Hines, and we kicked it off with Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group. Purdue, IU, coming up after the break. We'll talk to you next Thursday. This has been the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.